everybody, welcome to Pod Gods episode 187. 187. Sorry. Oh, that's right. I was going to do a 187 on your motherfucking ass, but I don't want anybody to kill a cop. Oh, back up in your ass with the, with the res- resurrection, as we were just lamenting. Office, office space, yeah. With the resurrection. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about 187 on an undercover cop? Uh, well, that's not a code we rarely use. Uh, you don't use 420 either or 311. Down, no. down. No, uh, it's often deserved. Really? I guess you do talk about a lot. out there. Yeah, I, guess I have not. advocated the mass killing of police by high-powered rifles from a distance before. God, it's so weird that everybody I know is in the profession hates everybody else in that profession. Like Adam always says, he's so right about that. Well, I'm waiting for the time when my boss finds out I'm getting paid more than he is. Hmm. What my first kind of direct boss who actually can't fire me, but could probably get me fired. Suck my paycheck's dick, motherfucker. Yeah, so that's... And I'm getting paid more than him by You should, literally, you should, roll, your pay, you should roll your paycheck up into a thin tube and then put it in front of your pants and just thrust that at him when he comes to his office and then let it drop on the ground after you've already cashed it and you just have to receive the check. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. I found another podcast about podcasts. It's not that one on NPR, is it? No, it's another one. It's called Podcast Digest, and it's about 76 episodes in, almost 80, I think. It's not a guy named uh, Ken Fleed who has every copy of Reader's Digest, and he no. gets a guest to come on to remember when they read Reader's Digest. It's in actually not. In 1988, I was, I was taking a poop, and I was reading about mountain bikers. It's actually not bad. It's just a guy who usually interviews like a podcaster he likes, or at least those seen, that seems to be the two I've listened to. That's cool. And that he kind of likes the same tech podcasts I like, so I might listen to it for a while. Why don't you go suck his dick then? Uh, one of my food podcasts, Chewing the Fat, which was a WBEZ show, is Not to coming be back. Confused with chewing it is coming back as a new podcast called Chewing, an independent podcast. Oh shit! Now it's really confusing it with chewing it. <laughs> yes, Chewing the Fat is now going to be called Chewing, but it's not chewing it. So Chewing the Fat, Chewing, no. not Chewing it. Yes. Wow. So that one, uh, I've subscribed to their feed that doesn't have anything other than a test show up. I think it's chewing.xyz, which seems like a horrible domain. Yeah, I would never go with that. I, I got rid of all our .nets. I was like, should we keep pod? I think podgods.net is the only one we still have because I think Schmitty has .com. But MacGyvecast got rid of the .net, so you can go get that. You can make a parody website and make fun of us and put pictures of me and Laxdude buttfucking or Laxdude's fake avatar, whatever you want to do, weirdos. How has your life been? Uh, it's been okay, I think. How's the divorce? No divorce. <laughs> I just fucking with the audience to be like, what? What did we miss? <laughs> uh, sorry, we didn't do an episode. I had to, I've had to work every day in J- January and February now uh, to make up all the shifts from when we had the fire at the end of December uh, because the neighbors were inconsiderate. And so then we had the storm and I couldn't get the day off and I couldn't even use a vacation day. So I was literally just stuck working and all I wanted to do was record. So I felt bad. But I did jam those two episodes out late and early. Which so. would have been very timely because it would have been an Abe Vigoda episode on Matt Cat. Yeah, MacGyver we, 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 we were, just after he died. We were scheduled to record the MacGyver episode the day Avigoda died or the day after. And it was a horrible fucking episode. I was going to say it was a horrible fucking summer. death. Like, like, it was like, and it was a violent fucking death, man. There was blood everywhere. And also, it would seem that Dune Red goosebumps. 
Yeah, that's weird because uh, Doom got a uh, tizzy about this. It's an interesting way to perceive this. He got a big tizzy about me writing to Arl Stein because Arl Stein told me like my funny uh, half joke where he put the picture up of uh, the place in uh, Pennsylvania or whatever where they were feeding reindeer meat to the customers. And then I put Goosebumps number 467, How I Ate Rudolph. And he goes, funny, I actually laughed. And I go, if you really want to laugh, check out Dune Reads Goosebumps. Or if you're not feeling litigious, you really want to laugh, check this out. And I added Dune in there. And then he got mad at me, so I deleted it. Then he apologized for getting mad at me. And then... Roughly four and a half months later, he gets a DMCA notice, uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act notice, to remove it. But it's just for the website, the drgi.nerdy, which is strange because it's not a website that says Dune Reads Goosebumps on it. And when you submit a DCMA claim, you have to be from a lawyer or an address within the company that has the domain of where you're reporting from. But if you submit to submit to that place, you would just submit a link. So if you were going to tattle on somebody, you would just go grab their URL. So technically, he can still have his podcast up, his RSS from Archive, be on iTunes, be everywhere. They haven't come after that. But now that somebody hears this, my fear is they will. My assumption, Dune So first off, who made the claim? Well, Dune thinks it's because of the home video release, but it's the same company doing the- No, I think, who, who who made the claim though? You have to has to say who's making the DMCA notification. I think he showed it to me. I, th- I think it was. I don't think. I think it was Scholastic. Okay. So, which, which doesn't make sense because it was the movie. But maybe it was the movie, right? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense because he, his theory was it was the movie studio cracking down and the name of Scholastic because the movie's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. That's what I thought. But it's the same company that released it theatrically, and it didn't happen then. This does coincide with a guy freaking out on me, a guy who has a certain podcast that has the word radio in it that's kind of about wrestling. I've never met him in real life. I don't know him. Just met him on Twitter. I think I've done that show two, three, maybe four times. I, I guess on Skype whenever I. Can. Can. Uh, the past four times he's asked me, I had to cancel because he asked me to do it when I wake up, which is around 1 to 3 p.m. usually. And I've been waking up choking my own vomit again for months, and I've been really ill. And then with the neighbor's fire and everything else, I've just been so jammed up. I can't even record my podcast. So I canceled one again. And I was like, yeah, no, sorry, man. I just can't do this right now. But I really asked me a couple of months. I'm really have to wait on this. I'm sorry. I just don't have time to do my own stuff. You know, it's been chaos. And then uh, I post like some tweet about uh, making a murder. And on Facebook, I get this message. You have time to write about crappy fucking Netflix shows, but you don't have time for me. What did I do? What did I do to you? Well, if you cancel it on me more than once, I'd think you were doing it on purpose and would be angry. Uh, I don't owe him anything. It's not. I'm not his co-host, and I don't really want to do his show. I, I don't have time to do my own shows. We both went over this. He's well, begging me to do a show. Didn't, then say he sends me a message like a hurt fucking girlfriend, dude. You don't. You say you, know, you say he's like, hey man, I notice you have free time to do this, which in itself that's a cunty statement. Because just because I'm tweeting something doesn't mean I'm not fucking at work on my day job and transferring Loveline tapes, and I have time to fucking eat or jack off in the sink or fucking do anything I might want to fucking do for my miserable sad. Why would you life. want to jack off in a sink? Because fucking let's, let's delve into. That. I don't want to jack off in a sink. I'm just saying if. I don't even have time delve to, into your jacking off in a sense. I don't even have time to do any basic human necessities. I don't have time to wipe my ass or take a shit. That's what I'm saying. So this motherfucker is writing to me like a hurt fucking bitch girlfriend. And then I was like, I was like, wow, fuck you, dude. And then I deleted him off Facebook, deleted him off Twitter. Didn't block him, just deleted him. And then he starts texting me all this crazy shit. You are a crazy psychopath. Everyone's right about you. You're crazy. You're bipolar. You're insane. I'm like, are you looking in a mirror, dude? Is, are you saying this into a mirror right now? And I was like, just stop texting me. And then writes back, text. 
And then I, I call him up on the phone. Of course, he doesn't pick up. So then I was like, all right, I can block his number. I was like, nope, I'll just ignore it. So I ignored his text and put him on uh, block text, send all te- you know, ignore all text. And then they just eventually stopped, and I was able to remove it because I don't like having block lists or ignore lists because I don't want to be attached to anybody. But this came right after that, suspiciously, within a week or so, roughly. Just the perfect amount of time for somebody to submit this online. And then this person knows that Dune Reads Goosebumps is my favorite podcast, and he's my friend, and thinks that maybe somehow he'd be hurting me by doing this. So to me, it feels like it's that, or it's somebody on Reddit who hates me. They saw my Loveline post, just like the staffers at Corona. Uh, so I, I think it's one of those things. So it's either somebody I pissed off somewhere else. I'm blaming myself on this one. I don't think it's No, because then you're going to have to... To do that, you'd have to notify someone at Scholastic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You just w- go to the website. It would have to get it. to the right person at Scholastic. You can who would submit it on their care. main website. You can submit it on the web. That's, my, that's the most upsetting thing. Is right now you can go download illegal torrents of the Blu-ray in 1080p. Every quality you want, every remix you want of the of the quality. You can get the telesync of the theatrical version that somebody filmed in their camcorder. And all it would take for these studios and for Scholastic is literally interns. All you would need is five interns. They could go on Kickass Torrents pull up all the public links here's the link so let me email this to the lawyer okay here it is then they shut it down and then in two days they put up another one no problem that takes 30 seconds and then that's there's literally there's only five or ten copies that get posted a day that would take no time at all and the movies would not be available for piracy you just have to keep is whack-a-mole you just have to keep doing it and all you would need is limited staff interns and the most you know the, the guys who are doing the best it's like hey we're gonna promote you up the ranks maybe you get a better job it's like the mailroom or something you could easily do that but they don't actually care so that's my it's hypocrisy that's my biggest point about it, is if you actually care, you do something. And then meanwhile, the, the sad part is my actual work that is part of a parent company, people own it, and the, there should be a DM, uh, DCMA notice put on them, and they, can't, they won't let me do it on Kick-Ass Torrents because I don't work for Classic Loveline. So I, because I don't have an email address ending in the stupid uh, whatever it is, I can't submit the DCMA, and they're too busy to do it uh, doing nothing. Well, and you're not a duly authorized agent either. Well, it's anybody with the email address can do it on Kick-Ass Torrents. They're, they're pretty good about it. So most of the public torrent sites are willing to comply, but they're a little cunty in how they phrase things. So, But I would counter in that I'm pretty sure it is just something that was automatically picked up finally. Or it was someone who downloaded it and got offended by it because they got their, put, their, got their panties in a wad. I don't know. I feel like it's one of the most genius things ever done in the medium. He's been doing it for six years, and now he's like, what am I going to do? I told him to put him up on YouTube because he'll never come off YouTube. It's parody. It's clear parody. And YouTube, they'll be up there forever. Nobody will ever shut him down, and he could just have his own photo up or you know, like the fake album. Um, I would think he would get community strikes if you looked hard enough. Because yeah, he's advocating drug use, he's advocating violence and homophobia and violence against women. So you I'm can't, guessing. You can't say any of that stuff on YouTube? No, you're not supposed to. What? So you have to just be a complete bitch. Yeah, because they want to sell ads, motherfucker. Okay, I just it's so there's no point doing anything. And then I, I I contacted somebody I respect and I've worked with uh, over the years for a long time and helped out a lot. And uh, I said, you know, I asked him for some career advice just because this is going so well. Told me his was entirely due to luck and uh, to pursue retail or fast food. Yep. Yeah. So I really want to kill myself this week. Um, Lax dude's 100 percent paid back. What? what? Yes, you have. Act. Uh, what about four months late? I was no, going to say be... eight months late, but uh, eight I I months. Yeah, it was going to be April. Yeah, but I, I, I not a deadbeat twice over. No, but I also did allow you to dig yourself in a hole by charging you interest. 
That's true. Because but I also did buy you $400 worth of Christmas gifts. You also <laughs> did, yeah, well, you technically came out like a bandit because the American dollar, the Canadian dollar is in the fucking toilet and oh. it's worth 30% less now than it was then. Hey, man, I'm not an economist. I didn't, I didn't sabotage a global income, or did I? But I mean, no, it's funny. It, you it's find because, pictures of me like it's like weird places with weird stock transactions and weird things that affected the economy and made the dollar drop, and it's all because of me. Because so like, I was not, I was not, I didn't care. I was loaning you an, an equivalent dollar. What I was, I lent you Canadian dollars. Uh-huh. What you did with it, I didn't care. You just had to pay me back in Canadian dollars. I paid him back in cocaine, y'all. Well, and you probably made up the difference. Buying me a lot of hot sauce. Yeah, you're getting 24 bottles plus three or four. Bo- I think I ordered five bottles of the special kind because I'm, I'm going to steal one. I'm going to taste it. If I like it, I'm going to take two. If I don't like it, I'm going to give them all to you. And I, I'm not a big hot sauce guy, so chances are you're going to get four of them. I am a huge hot sauce guy. Yeah, and yeah. it is very uh, hot, but I can use almost a third of a bottle just having a pizza. I know. You said finally you can actually be considerate your family with this many bottles. I'm, I don't know. I might just give them the Tapatio I bought. Well, they have the regular ones now next door to me for three ninety nine a bottle. The regular what? Uh, uh, Gringo Bandito. Really? Oh, in, te- in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I, uh, I hit up our buddy on Twitter. I don't know if they gave a new guy the social media account or what, but I told him, hey, you may not want to uh, – these pictures they were tweeting where they're taking well, like, images. Well, and I had mailed and – I had emailed and tweeted them that, and then they did a couple more. Yeah. So, I, I sent it to him, know. and I go, hey, well, how about some promo codes? And no reply. And usually the guy's like, oh, yeah, man, cool, yeah. I'll just give you a free box. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want a free box. Give me, I want to order some crazy shit. Give me a promo code. So I didn't get one, so it was $189 in hot sauce. And I had to pay for shipping for the special edition, which pissed me off. Other ones free shipping for the crates. But I'm going to send that out. And then the thing I'm most cherished is the fact that you like pecan pie, pecan, pecan, pecan. Uh, and you say you only liked one kind before. So I ordered you, which the equivalent is going to be about a $70 pie by the time it shows up to you, but $35 base price. So I figure at 35 bucks, it better be a delicious fucking pecan pie. I would hope so, because being in Canada, we don't have a strong southern tradition of making pecan pies. Well, that motherfucker's going to come to you in a fucking exoskeleton of foam, and you're going to fucking eat it, and then you're going to put hot sauce on it and send me a picture. I'm not going to put hot sauce on it. You're going to do what I fucking tell you to do with meat of the pie. But I do eat, when I eat an apple pie, I do put cheddar cheese on it. Oh, gross, dude. That's what Americans do. He's sick. No, Americans typically do um, vanilla ice, ice cream. cream, but the, like the Midwest thing is the cheddar cheese. Like because it's the... really good, a nice sharp cheddar cheese. I've seen the American cheese, which is really gross. Oh, American? Ugh. No, a nice sharp cheddar cheese. All right. Uh, what else is going on? I feel like there's other shit that happens. So Dune's uh, weird about that, and he's also getting married this year. I feel bad. I feel like it's my fault for sending the tweet out to to, to Arl Stein. But I guess now, we'll never do know. you remember? When Dune was having to put, like, industrial-sized garbage cans in his kitchen and bedroom so he wouldn't have a messy house? No. Oh, motherfucker, you told me about this. Because mm. he's now saying that never happened. I don't know if Dune did that. Maybe industrial size. Like, he was putting, like, industrial-sized garbage bags in holders in, in his kitchen and living room and around places. So no, it wouldn't I've... be a mess. I feel like I feel like I've done. That. I used to hang bags off of things like no, in my old apartment. This was something you said he was doing. I don't, maybe it was when we were cleaning up or something. I, I don't know. It seems I don't know why I would say that. I, he's, I always because he has I like, was he has I a was, kitchen bin. He has like one of those white kitchen bins. Oh, I, I was always taking trash out for him, and I was doing that when I when I always visit. I would take out like fourteen pizza boxes. Oh yeah, he was also yeah he had a giant bag. He was filling up with uh, was it empty bottles. I think he was doing empty bottles because he was like recycling them. But um, I was watching a very sad episode of Hoarders. Oh, no, I'm just talking about he had giant bags of cans and bottles all over his balcony. No, this was to clean up. So he, he wouldn't throw things out and take it out. So he just needed really big garbage bags. 
And I, I, well, he, we, we would do is we'd pull the garbage bag out of his kitchen one and make it like taller by pulling it out, and then you kind of fill it to the brim. But this episode of Hoarders, it was an old guy and his sister, two sisters and mother were the, the family members helping clean out his hoard. And he had a lot of pornography. <laughs> and then when they got, I kept saying, it's a lot of hardcore pornography. And it's right there beside two Bibles, which caused one to really freak out. I got a lot of jizz on me. Oh, no. Then they went upstairs. Oh, shit. And upstairs, it was, well, they found a dildo. <laughs> and they showed them holding the dildo and were blurring a bouncing dildo out. Um, That's better your dad's butt, lady. No, uh, brothers. That's better your brother's butt. There were garters, wigs, and S&M gear as well. God, dudes left alone without the presence of, like, female attention. But I'm really surprised that it was heterosexual porn. I thought he was gay. There, well, there's a, there's a weird, that's the old cross-dressing contingent where it's, like, dudes so desperate for pussy, they, like, sniff underwear, they wear dresses and wigs. This happened to Nick, the roommate I had in 06, 07. He moved with his girlfriend, they broke up, then he moved two roommates in, then him and his girlfriend got back together. She came back to the place but lived rent-free. Uh, the place she was living at before, her roommate was a dude, and they snuck into his room, her and her friend, one night, and they found a bunch of wigs, a bunch of makeup, a bunch of pictures, and he would essentially dress up like her and call himself Vicky with black hair, and he'd go online and post, and there was, like, a bunch of things, and they would tell everybody about it, which is the weirdest thing if you're one of these guys that's, like, somebody knows what you're doing, and they've told everybody you know that you do this in secret, but you don't know that everybody knows that you do this. Yeah, so that was, they were shaming this guy for you know, needing porn. You don't shame him for needing porn. You shame him for having me- porn magazines. Yeah, that's pretty shameful. But also, also like, the, you know, I don't know, the weird, when the weird fetish stuff where people are like, you know, do your own thing, I guess, but it's, it's, it is funny. It's silly. It's silly when a dude's like putting on wings and garters. And it's like, if you're, it's different when somebody's getting like the sex change doing the hormones. So there's something silly about like just being a regular dude and putting your dong in like women's clothes. Well, like, sometimes it's nice to be, to get it packaged. Sometimes you just want to fuck. I don't know. It's not, it's not my scene. It, it means it's all funny. But the, the, I, they were doing the uh, what the butt shaming with Kanye West, uh, his ex Amber Rose. He went on that Twitter tirade. Where everybody's like, "How dare he?" But I was like, "Wait a minute. She was a stripper, and the only reason she's famous is because she dated him and they broke up. And then she met that other guy, the other rapper, and they had a kid. So he is right. That guy wouldn't have a kid without him. If he hadn't made this bitch famous by fucking her and putting her in the public spotlight, maybe she should still would have ended up famous in five years or two years. But she wouldn't have been at the place in time to meet that rapper guy who she met who had the kid with who he was going off on on Twitter. So he was kind of right. Yeah. And then she but, said so that she what? puts Kanye her likes having fingers what? on his butt. Something shoved up his ass? Yeah, fingers. And then she made fun of him for it and called him a bitch. And then said, you're getting punked by a stripper on Twitter. Who's the man now? It's, always, it's so weird how everybody tries to do that weird dominance thing. It's, I think women are completely in control. They just, they've either forgotten about it or they just all pretend they're not. I feel shame and that I got given a pair of Beats earbuds. Yuck. And they're really fucking good. Oh. Wired I, or wireless? Yes. Wired earbuds. Okay. Unfortunately, they're red, so they look like beets. Mm-hmm. But they're well-built shaft. Well, yeah, well-built <laughs> shaft. But uh, really good uh, noise-isolating buds. Those well-built so shafts I'm, can be really tough on the teeth. I'm going to have to start buying $100 
Beats because all the other earphones are pieces of shit or Android compatible, which means they just have an on off button and no volume control because yeah. fucking Android has to be different. Hey man, sometimes I get ones that are meant for Apple and they do this weird thing where they trick out every five seconds and go to enable hand controls, go into settings. Like, Shut up, bitch. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop. T-. And I, I can't stand it. So uh, yeah, it, it goes both ways, motherfucker. Yes. Well, so the new, I- the now- new iPhones are not going to have any headphone jack at all. I don't. I don't know about that. All I do know about is what they're going to do, son, with that wireless Bluetooth with the Beats. That's why they bought them. It's their plan. No, then how are you going to charge it? I mean, people listen, people, yeah, I don't know. People, people have to charge like, their headphones, too. They're probably going to come up with like a 21-hour battery in the headphones, and the phone will have a 21-hour battery, and you put them both down at the same I time. more battery than that. Well, you're not going to get it, man. You have to buy two pairs. That's, it's a whole other cycle. This is their plan for the, the basically like, you know what? People might not buy the phone because it doesn't have a headphone jack. People are already slowing down iPhones anyway. This is what we're going to do. We're going to put it out, and the people who do buy it will double down because they'll buy two or three pairs of these fucking earbuds, and we'll make our money off these. I don't know. I think not having a headphone jack in it will freak people the fuck out. Alphabet, formerly Google, a parent company, overtook Apple as the uh, highest, most profitable company in the world. Uh, market cap. So oh, okay. that's value of shares oh, okay. multiplied so, by number of shares. Not actual assets or anything they've actually done. It's just confidence game stuff. That's, uh, I believe that's market capitalization. That's, so that's, you take the number of shares, multiply it by the value, and you get a number. And that's what the, num- what the value is. All, all based off of stock estimates, though, as opposed to actual, yes. like, here's how much capital we have. Yes. And Apple comes out and says, yes, we've had our best quarter ever. Uh, we've made more than most countries did, uh, and their stock goes down because their growth isn't looking great. <laughs> so fuck all that bullshit. And then the guy, that Palmer, whatever his name is, the kid that made Oculus Rift is being sued by some company that hired him beforehand now saying that uh, he somehow made something for them that's somehow connected, but they're just trying to get a piece of his fa- Facebook cash. You can't do anything. If you do anything, somebody's going to rob you, or if you help or do anything, people are going to forget what you did and take credit for what you did. Let's just all kill ourselves. I have added some podcasts. No, no. All right, let's, let's, let's get this done, Lax, dude. Take your what? service revolver and kill yourself. I'll slip my wrist. Let's do it right now. Revolver? I don't have a <laughs> fucking revolver. I think I'm in the 70s? <laughs> the, 80s? The se- I, I, would, the I wish I could add a revolver. <laughs> You're the lawman who comes to town. So I added some podcasts. I feel like there's other podcast news. There's a bunch of shit going on. What, what else is in there? There's uh, stuff happening. Oh, Afterpod. Uh, they got, are you still listening? No. They're not doing that much Corolla stuff anymore. You might want to go back. They've been sampling Serial and a bunch of other shows. They've been really branching out. So uh, they're now another. They're a fourth podcast about. Oh, yeah. Tough. That's, that's why I talked about on this show. I was, I was kind of teasing them. Yeah. I was like, I, cause, you know, at the beginning, I was like, how are you guys going to make this last? Doing a daily podcast is impossible. Doing even three or four week recapping Corolla is impossible. And then I mentioned, hey, you can't review an episode when you say you listened to 2x speed and you quit 20 minutes in. And I cited the Heather McDonald episode. I'm like, right at 20 minutes is right when it got good. And then they did an episode where they're like, hey, we heard Pod Gods which was flattering and nice. I'm glad they listened. I still listen to their show. I think it's great. I have nothing but love for both of them. But then uh, Paul's voice started getting a little like, uh, and here, like that thing when people are like a little angry, like it gets a little spirit in it a little bit, like it's like about to start a fight or something. And he was like, here's what the show was. He breaks down. He's like, here's four minutes chunk here. It's repeat. And he was talking about this topic here. And then he, he basically went through the whole show running time and told me a period of time where Adam talked about something he's talked about before. But the whole point was right after 20 minutes is right when Adam said uppity nigger. And he was telling him the title of the new documentary for Willie T. Ribs that they're trying to do, and that was revelatory. That actually led me to contacting Adam with the whole idea of how to sell that movie and a bunch of other things, which who knows what will happen with that, because I don't have any power. Uh, but Adam was for it, and so that was really exciting to me. And the overall episode, while 
every episode has some repetition in it. Every time he touches on a topic he's t- touched on before, you get a new variant, and I like the variants. It's almost like a comic book collector who likes multiple covers. It's like, yeah, here's the one that was released. I'm going to put that in a bag and board it. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to read it. Then I'm going to buy the variants, the black and white one, the one where you just see the blood on it, the one where the Spider-Man's spider chicks in a weird pose, and I'm going to save all those. I like that element of it. So that's what I like about hearing Adam hit on stuff he's hit before is you get a different take on it. Or if he didn't fully fleshed out before, you're like, that sounds like Adam is saying Stephen Avery's guilty even though he didn't do anything because his brothers are bad guys. That's not good logic. And then you hear him on our podcast and he fully fleshes out his logic, what he's actually saying. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, or it's some joke where he says one cool punchline then he gives you a different punchline. Like he was talking about... Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and her stroke on the most recent ACS and Dr. Bruce is on who's of course right leaning but he doesn't reveal that and there was, Adam was like what do you think about what Drew says about how they're not being honest about her falling down and getting injured and then he's like what she tripped on her titties and she was stepping out of the bathtub and that's the crazy thing ever I did that Hillary Clinton tripped on her titties and it came out of nowhere it was a, it was a great variant on well it was either before. Hillary Clinton had a stroke or had a facelift one or the other yeah no you, maybe uh, both you can tell it's her left side right um, I'm not, I, I don't look at the woman enough. Her, so her left side look. seems tacked in on her jaw, like they're trying to cover a droop. So it seems like she's had something to kind of cover up uh, a palsy and maybe a nerve or something part of her face, which it's sad. That stroke stuff is freaky as shit, especially from somebody who's been having a lot of left arm and left side numbness. I'm scared shitless about it. That's because you're freaking out, I think. Oh, I fucking hope so. My blood pressure has been crazy. Lots of 200s in there. Uh, so anything else, sir? Just get into ads. I feel like there's more stuff going on. Well, yeah, well, Dune. think about it. Then. Say it, motherfucker. Dune's losing his show. I deleted a bunch of podcasts from my uh, phone that I'm just never going to listen to. There was about uh, 15 Pete Holmes episodes. I kept like five of them. Got rid of some guests I don't know or people that sound like hippie bullshit. Um, there's a bunch of stuff I deleted like flat out. Uh, the X-Files uh, Files is now airing the second part of the marathon episode. The first episode was 36 minutes, which he's like, I'm not going to put out a three-hour podcast. So he puts out a 36-minute one, and now he's put out part two of it. His episode aired last night. Did you see it? No. Oh, well, apparently the third X-Files is the best one. Even though it's a Darren Morgan one, and it's probably going to be good. Fuck X-Files. Every single review is like, this is the reason the revival happened. They should have showed this one first. So that those first two, I could barely get through. It was like the, first, the second one especially, it felt like that dog shit uh, military one where the guy was jumping bodies, like the paralyzed soldiers, and he was killing. He was like angry at his commanders, commanding officers. It was like one of those boring episodes. It was like, what is this? But apparently the third one's amazing, so I'm going to watch it and see. I'm, I'm not going to give up on it like you, you piece of shit. No, I gave up on it years ago. Oh, didn't Why you, would you, I come back? You didn't watch the premiere because it was so bad? Well, I heard it was bad, and also I hadn't seen like season seven, eight, They don't nine. acknowledge any of that. They just go, oh, we had a kid, and we gave him up for adoption. Uh, yeah, when I write something off, I write something off. Well, you know what they did with the show? Okay, spoiler alert. No. Uh, well, I'm going to say something. Spoiler alert. No, <laughs> five, four, three, two. Come on, guys, don't crash your car. Okay, so what they basically propose in this is that in the first episode, Mulder, MacGyver, Mulder says, oh, all those conspiracies, all those things I believed in, that was all fake. There were no aliens. So basically, they're taking it back to Roswell. That crash was real. You see the Roswell alien get out alive. A scientist wants to help him. Then a CSM stand-in, who's a different guy, he's not supposed to be CSM, shoots the alien dead as it's crawling away. And it's just been nice. It's like benevolent. And then apparently the uh, American government's been stealing alien tech for all these years, lying to us to hide the secrets from us. And all those alien things were all like uh, stagecraft. And then Joel McHale's like this, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that everybody talks about, that Rogan always talks about, the right-wing uh, talker. 
Uh, Beck? No, no, uh, the guy who's crazy, Alex Jones. So he's like Alex Jones, oh. and he goes, he goes, listen to me, Mr. Mulder. All these things are connected. 9-11? And it's like, wait, 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 what? What? And then he goes to all these things that prove to be true in the episode, but they don't ever come back to that. So they're saying that 9-11 was an inside job, and that's part of the foundation of the new mythology of the show. Well, yes, because the lone gunmen were on an airplane that flew into the base of it. Uh, what? Oh, on their, on their TV show, you mean? For, yeah, first episode of The Lone Gunman. They were on a plane that was being flown into the World Trade yeah, Center. Yeah, I, I, I get that part. Yeah, no, totally. But uh, they also killed them off on the show, and they'll probably bring them back, and they're not going to be dead. But the thing is, I don't know if I can accept that. Like, I'm, I'm totally fine with 9-11 being media. You know, United 93 is a movie I sat through many times. I think there's some really good parts to it, and it's really interesting how they got the real people who were in FAA to be in and stuff like that. But saying it's like, I don't know if I can accept that in X-Files. It's like, wait, no, I don't think it was an inside job, and I think that's an irresponsible thing to have in here it's kind of cruel people actually that's like like in the first movie that with the oklahoma city bombing kind of too where they recreated it they basically did a different bombing at a federal building it was staged by the government to cover up alien bodies chris carter has a real fucking obsession with that i i think it's a little inappropriate it's because he's a weirdo pothead Okay, man, you, I, I know lots of those type of people. It's, some of them don't believe any of that nonsense. But it's, I, I'm totally up for a conspiracy theory, uh, Vince Foster, all this stuff. Joe Rogan doesn't believe people went to the moon. No, he, he's over that now. But I, like, there's certain things that are real. Like my mom, when she was younger, her uh, guy she was dating before my dad, he was running guns for, uh, for Iran-Contra, and he was actually involved with the CIA. They were making deals. And these things were happening. These were like illegal uh, blind eye turning and payments and drug deals and stuff. And that was happening. So that stuff's real. But 9-11, I don't think, was an inside job. Maybe they ignored information or they didn't know what to do with it because they were incompetent. But to put that in the X-Files and like have all these other things come true in the episode, the whole time, like, wait, what are they trying to say? Are they trying to say that they're – so what they basically did is they retconned all their mythology. So everything that happened in the show, you don't have to ever see it because none of it happened except for the fact that they had a kid and they gave it for adoption because he thought he had alien DNA, which he may have had alien care. DNA. I don't care. It's still being run by the same pothead yes. uh, people that ruined it. That's what I'm saying is that that part's horrible. So the standalone that's supposed to be good – uh, they have a part where I, there was a picture of Mulder sitting on the grave of Kim Manners, the form, the dead director who's to direct the X-Files episodes. And it's like, why is that in there? Then, like, apparently it's just full of references. It's great. So I'm going to watch it after this. What about The Flash? What about The Flash? Did you come back to The Flash? No. Oh, I fucking hate you. I've listened to the recap episode, uh, podcast episode about it. I don't really care. All right. Well, the, the week before. Was, I didn't think it was all that great to start off with. It's just something I, there was inertia. And I kept watching it, and there was very little to keeping me there. Well, the, the first, I agree with you, the first eight episodes of season two were really rough. Uh, they just they felt like they had so many other things they were trying to launch, they forgot about the heart of the show. Like, well, the back end's going to be so good, it's going to pay off. And it's like, I don't know, guys, we did the first season, I don't know if you can match it. This one was, it ended on a cliffhanger with Eobard Thawne arriving uh, in our timeline the first time, but he hasn't yet met Team Flash, and it's not the time he gets stuck permanently, so it's the first time he comes to meet the Flash before he comes back and kills Flash's mom, and the, the ending of that episode is just him running on the street, but it's that same street you see later, but it's like in, you know, it's present day, so there's present day cars lining it, but so that street has an iconic fall look to it, the leaves, and it made me fucking cry, and then the next episode is them coming face to face with him, and he basically tells the Flash, the reason I hate you is because I couldn't be you, and he's like, what? That's stupid! And uh, then also the Flash, his girlfriend's leaving town, and she wants him to tell the truth because she discovered he's the Flash, but he won't tell her the truth. And that has a really cute, uh, clever ending at the end where it actually kind of pays off. But uh, really good. Uh, I watched the, that at the last one like two or three times. It has, it's basically Eobard Thawne's origin story. Uh, and then there was a cool twist at the end, but uh, I'm loving it. 
Instead, I'm watching uh, Peggy Carter, Agent of Shield, or whatever. Well, the first two of those were uh, the first three. The, the first uh, I don't know how many they're doing this time, eight or nine, like the last time, or maybe twelve. The first three have been dog shit. I haven't. I haven't. Who, I don't know. I like them. I don't. I, hate, I like I, her. I like, I, her. I like the shit out of her. But the first episode introduces this thing where she's having like this love affair with this black guy she just met, and it's total white savior, social justice warrior bullshit. It's not appropriate for the time, and it's supposed to show like Peggy Carter's an outsider. She'll do whatever she wants. She'll kiss a negro, and it's like because you're pointing this out, it's almost insulting to the reality you're trying to portray. Because it's supposed to be accurate history plus Marvel stuff, and to do this, you're, you're making it seem like okay, and everybody else who didn't was just an evil bigot at the time, as opposed to being more trapped in. Era and whenever you retcon these historical characters who didn't exist, who aren't racist, who aren't sexist, who are all the ideals of like the liberal parties of today, it always seems false and it feels like I don't know, it feels like you're pandering to somebody and that that really felt that way in the, those episodes, especially because it's like, wait a minute, you're in love with Steve Rogers who's frozen and dead somewhere, and there's this other guy in the office who's been pursuing you for two years or something, and you won't give him the time of day, but this dude you just met, you have to kiss him because you're so progressive. Yeah. It's, it's, I liked. I don't know. I still liked. Chicks in the writers' room, dude. But uh, or a bunch of pussy whip dudes. And then uh, there's this was the week of pussy whip dudes. Uh, Kumail on Twitter. He's like he posted. Uh, Some days I get a small experience of what it's like to be a woman on social media. I don't know how you guys do it. And then everybody retweet him. Oh, we love you so much, Kumail. You're so great. You're so fantastic. It's like, oh my god, what what kind of pandering bullshit is this? So can we talk about podcasts? Well, that is podcast. He's a podcast host. Uh, so I added three guys, three questions. Don't think I'm going to keep this up. Uh, there was the Podcast Digest, which I might be keeping. Uh, unhelpful Suggestions, which is Dan from uh, Defocused and some other guy talking about I don't know what. Uh, Eli the Tech Guy and Sarcastech. Sarcastech Cast, which is a podcast I will not be keeping up. Um, Eli the Tech Guy is some YouTube tech guy who seems to be very angry, very on the spectrum, and really likes repeating everything he says three times hmm. in three different ways in an hour-long podcast so like where it can be summed up in five minutes. Like we said, three different ways. You mean like three different languages? or like just No, it's like he'll say, it, he'll say the same thing three different – the same thing three different times in slightly different ways. Does it say okay after each one? No, but it's just it's just he'll talk about something for ten minutes, and he'll talk about the same thing for ten minutes again, then come at it from a slightly different angle for another ten minutes. Wait, wait, explain this to me again. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I, I've been addicted to Linus Tech Tips. I, I sent it to you because I caught. Oh, he keeps talking a lot of crap about him too. Uh, yeah, I know, but I, I've been addicted. There's a video of him with his three year old who's a boat baby. Uh, and it's really sweet. It's uh, him and this little And I don't know who any of these people are because everyone on YouTube is fucking insane. I don't know who they are either. But this guy, they're Canadian, these two guys, Linus and his uh, producing partner, who has like his producing guy, the guy's on camera with him is like the uh, Canadian Gary Patrick Smith, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's a compliment. And uh, Linus has his three year old on. He's like, let's go pick out parts. So they go around the shop of like all the stuff they have, and he builds him a computer with his three year old son. And it's really kind of a sweet video where it's like his kids, you know, he's a little kid. But it was like, oh, well, this guy's a good human being. And uh, I was just, I don't know. I was like, wow, if I ever had a kid, I'd want to do this with them and show them how easy it is. And like the kid's pushing the processor down and pushing the RAM down. And I just thought, wow. How? And then you turn that thing on. How much, like, even if you can't recognize it at the time when you're five or six and you're telling your friends, I built this. And he, th so this guy, he got a community strike against him on YouTube. So he was getting kicked out and lost his appeal. And. Oh, I have 60,000 subscribers. And then someone on his behalf got him in 
got it, got it pulled and God, he just seems to have no life. Just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. I'm not, oh. I'm not familiar with that. So I am not uh, going to be keeping those up. So I have dropped podcast playlist from CBC. That's the CBC. There's a pod guy show like that uh, called the Nostalgia Critic, and I think it's like Awesome Channel or Channel Awesome or something. And they have like 300,000 subscribers, and he just put up a video like, "We don't know what's going on with YouTube revenue," and he's like, "They pulled all our ability to make money, and it was a copyright on my neighbor Totoro." And there's the claim, and here's how we had to reply. And then the next video is five minutes long, and it's from the next day. The money's back. I don't, here's what it means. Blah blah blah. It's like, oh god, how can you have these videos up and not be humiliated? Like even having a podcast up that's really meaningful to touch people, and they gave me five star reviews, but it's just not reflective of who I am three years later is too much for me to handle. I don't know how you have a YouTube video where it's on your fucking balding face as you're whining and ranting and raving about Batman the animated series. So I'm dropping podcast playlist sampler from Gimlet, which if you want to know what's up in black podcasting, this is the this is the podcast for you to listen to because it seems to only be the black host talking about black podcasts. Hashtag podcast so black. Well, no, I would say hashtag she's the only diverse member of Gimlet Media. Okay, that's we got to we got to lax dude, we need to have a conversation and a dialogue. I know I know that you We did. That was our last episode. No, no, no. I know that you've never uh, sexually harassed a woman or cat called them or ever touched one inappropriately who didn't want it, it was you, know, you weren't dating. <laughs> that sounded horrible. Who didn't want it? Uh, you weren't, you know, that wasn't receptive to it cuz they were involved with. But even though you're that person and you have all these daughters, I need you to sit down and listen listen to me on Twitter and everyone else lecture you about not cat calling women cuz because other people do it, you have to hear about it. I'm also going to be dropping three guys, three questions, uh, Eli the Tech Guy, and Sarcast Tech Cast, which I was just at the point of turning off, I think, the second episode, which I listened to. Uh, their only their second episode, the first one I've and only one I've listened to, when they just really went off onto a di- diatribe about how they hated Leola Port so much, huh. and that did lead me to stay around for the rest of the episode. His dick's but- ugly. It would be like you and me having a tech... You and me could have a better tech podcast than these clowns. Yeah, we could do a lot of things better than most people. I I'm have... not sure. They might be listeners because one of them was following me on Twitter. Oh. So that's how I found out well, they exist. Don't be so rude to if them. you're listening, sorry. I'll listen to this show. Maybe it's good. Uh, how dare you? You're such an asshole. I'd, I'd be a better YouTube host than most of these people, but I hate myself and I wouldn't want myself on camera. I wouldn't be able to deal with the horrible abuse. I and as far as updates, um, I'm back to listening to Back to Work. All right. I think I've listened to two episodes, and... I deleted it after he had to have his intense moment, uh, because people kept telling him about Ray on Twitter, and he doesn't want people's opinions. Um, I'm really... I think I'm on the verge of dropping cereal, because it's a giant pile of meh. Never listened. And then there's... Well, there's been a Dana Gould episode. Yeah, it'll come up on my list, kind of. And apparently, um, an OG Kings episode, I hear. Two. Okay. There's a lot there. I deleted the uh, WTF 677 with Mike Binder. I feel like I know everything about Mike Binder already from uh, Mind of the Merry Man TV show and everything he's always done, and I feel like I don't need to listen to that it. That was one of the first piece of shit HBO shows I had to stop watching while it was still on the air. Hey, man, we got cut off too early. We had a lot of story to tell people. We're a lot of big fans of that show. <laughs> I'm just assuming that's probably what gets brought up on there. It's what everybody says who have these uh, sour grapes. Uh, what else happened? Uh, I can't think of anything else. I feel like there's a bunch of shit going on, and we're missing out on it. Well, I wrote down my my side, so what, what, you what? just have to write down what you run into. Oh, I write down a lot of things, but there's like general overall news stuff that comes up that's just 
I don't know, I feel like it just kind of goes through the cracks. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one, we'll forget about that. Um, so I still have slightly over a gig of pod on my phone. I have more than that. Let me see what I got right now. Let's do a pod update. Uh, I got 4.64 gigabytes, 89 episodes, and that's after I douched out a good 40 of shows I'm just probably never going to get to from before the year changed over. So, uh, no shows pissed me off because I still Still no indoor kids all the way into February. So I don't know if that show's dead or what. Yeah, lots of dead shows. Uh, the Pop by, uh, Pop My Culture on Nerdist revealed that they were going to cancel the show at the end of the year, but they got a uh, second uh, burst of energy or wind in, in their sails, so they're going to keep going. I feel like something... Without Jean Jacket Lesbian? Uh, no, that that's uh, Wham Bam Pow. This one is oh. uh, Vanessa Ragland, who has kind of like an old-timey lady voice, and she's kind of loud, and people make fun of her and give her a hard time. She talked about her miscarriage in detail on the show and was really honest, and then Cole Stratton, the co-creator of SF Sketchfest with uh, Chris Hardwick, uh, former flame uh what's her face who's the voiceover actress and she was jb club janet varney yeah and then uh human conversation 39 came out today no intentions which is pretty much the last episode of human conversation aaron's moved to ireland and they basically sound like they're not gonna be doing more and they teased this episode two and a half three weeks ago when the last one posted so they finally posted this one uh x files files is doing the exathon part two which are basically 35 40 minute chunks of the marathon he did in the interviews afterward uh just a lot of blowing hard uh one of the morgans telling kumail that he's at least partially responsible for the show coming back because of his podcast it's like the, bullshit the podcast is dog shit it sounds like dog shit how like an idea that like that's an introductory podcast to people it's like oh x files staff members are listening to this and he's talking about listening to his cards like the intros alone on there are so offensive uh, speaking of jay moore just did an intro on his podcast i was listening to and it was him clearly on his phone screaming and it was 30 times the decibels of the actual podcast so it just came out of nowhere it wasn't even like a real ad break it was like they say something that goes here right now then it comes right back to the show i was like what the fuck why are you listening to jay moore still i listen to everything dude you shouldn't that's what you said. Maybe yeah. that's why you're so angry all the time. I'm not angry Stop all the time. Stop listening to shit. Everybody, how many times am I angry where somebody doesn't provoke me by sending me an email telling me I suck or contact me in some horrible way when I'm just trying to get by, man? Uh, After Pod, uh, February 1st, covered Is This Racist? Question mark uh, Sampler number one, Magic and Tonic. So I guess that Magic and Tonic is the show they covered and they call it Is This Racist? Well, is it? I don't know. That was Gimlet Media show, Magic and Tonic, episode one. Uh, I haven't listened to this one yet. Uh, I've listened to the last two or three. One was an ACS where they gave me my shutdown, and then the other one was uh, two other shows. I think one was a serial episode where it starts to take a twist. I was actually listening to them talk about serial season two, but I haven't listened to serial season two or one. Uh, so any you didn't like? I am about ten or about eight TV guys, counselors behind. I get caught up. Uh, He's currently in Los Angeles and will be f- uh, recording his special, I think, end of this week or next week. More power to him. I tried to get him a couple bookings. I don't know if any are going to happen. I would like him to be on Dana Gould. That'd be nice, especially if he was sat in for uh, April Richardson. No, I would hope without because... I said she sat compl- in in place of for her. Oh, in place of. Because what was she completely wrong about on this one? Oh, the creation of the Salton Sea, which I'm not from Los Angeles. Why do I know why, how the Salton Sea hey, was dude, created? Hey, dude, don't criticize me. I don't need you to mansplain me, dude. Yes. and You're probably ugly. You I wouldn't about, want to suck your dick, dude. And if you talk about being a sleep-around groupie, don't 
complain when people talk to you about being a sleep around groupie. Don't shame me for being a groupie, but I'll shame you for everything else I'm going to shame you for. But then I'll talk about how I feel bad about shaming people, even though I'm going to keep saying it because I'm a jerk. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. She, yeah, there was a couple other things in the show, too, where it was like, she was like, hey, I, you know, I'm just so cool and I'm a chick and I get the benefit. People will hang out with me. And it's like, I, and I feel bad for other people, but people don't want to hang out with you. So I just get to know everybody. Yes, well, hopefully when she stops banging Dana Gould, she won't be on the show anymore. She's not banging Dana Gould. That's my weirdest thing about that. Is I don't know. The way she, she, he'll say something completely honest about himself, and other people are guests will like, like Arden Mirren, even dudes will have different reactions, and it's interesting, and they get a riff out of it, or they say something, and they twist it in a very interesting angle, but he'll just sit there and like beat up on himself for being old and ugly, and then she just kind of laughs at him, and like, oh, it's, just weird, it's weird moments. I don't, I don't enjoy the show. Uh, so I have a lot of hate. Yeah. Okay, well, list them off. Harmontown, 181 and 182. 181's in Florida, and the guy who gets up on stage has nothing to talk about, uh, arrange for his friend to run up and punch him in the face. And he does so, then they all freak out, and the violence really bums them out, man. Really uncool violence. They put the show notes, and they warn people if they had a trigger warning. And the guy's like, yeah, he's my friend. We drove here together, so they don't call the cops on him. Then the next episode's the fallout, but uh, Dan Harmon reveals he has a girlfriend already. And then, uh, what's his face? Uh, the co-creator of the Scud, the Disposal Assassin, Rob Schraub, just keeps shouting. And then uh, Jeffrey Brian Davis keeps going, gavel, gavel, because they're doing a mock court scene. They basically shit all over CISO, the new product from Matt. Besser, which is like, well, aren't you guys in the same community? How are you shitting on this guy uh, that's working with NBC to have this new comedy app channel? It's like the Netflix of comedy or comedy Netflix, whatever. Who knows if it'll work? But they're just shitting all over it. And then, then uh, they just shit on like everything that exists. It was like, wow, you guys don't care about anything. Yeah, well, it's a show I wouldn't recommend you listen to. It makes me not want to like Rick and Morty. Like, you talked about Rick and Morty a little bit and worrying about the scripts and all that. Well, season two is reason enough to not like Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, that I hated Race Wars, Moesha Eyes. On this one, Sherrod Small started shouting at them, trying to argue that he wasn't saying that, or saying that uh, Cleopatra was uh, African, but she's black. Versus, and like, oh, they just went back and forth for too many beats. It was really, it was really bad. And then they had this black guy in there who's like a journalist, I think, maybe a, a writer for Rolling Stone. And he was supposed to be sitting in, or no, they had, uh, that was the week before. They had this week, they had uh, Neil Brennan's brother, Kevin Brennan, the guy that took Sarah Silverman's virginity, sitting in. He was pissed off because, uh, the other co-host showed up, and he's the writer on Amy Schumer, and the reason he showed up is because of all the joke controversy. So the other guy didn't get to sit in the role and shine, and he was bitching, like, hey, man, I didn't think we were going to be your, uh, Kurt, uh, what's his name? I don't know. I'm forgetting the writer from Amy Schumer. He's, he's Kurt Metzger, and uh, they talked about the Amy, Amy Schumer controversy a little bit. Um, Joe Rogan, 753, Hannibal Burris. They tried to talk about the Amy Schumer thing there. He just shut it down. He talked about fucking some chick in Vegas, and she didn't have an orgasm, wanted to have sex again. He kicked out of the hotel room because she said she didn't have an orgasm. He sounds like a really kind of bad guy. Um, I didn't enjoy the episode at all. It was a lot of, yeah, the, what else can we talk about? It only went a little over two hours. Not a good episode. Uh, X-Files Files, 36 Part 1. Uh, again, 36 minutes of a podcast, suck my dick. Uh, how did this get made? Uh, episode 128. Uh, it even had uh, Jessica St. Clair, who I love, but it was just a terrible, terrible episode. You Made It Weird 300, which was Pete Holmes and his fiance or girlfriend and some, like some other dudes, like a friend of theirs all sitting around. Really, Gio, every time you get a show that you hate, 
once you get two of them from the same show in a month, you should stop listening. Well, I, you should delete it. Well, there's a twist on this. Delete the, it delete was them, the show forever. This isn't their format. So it was them sitting around drinking wine, talking about three other episodes. And then it does that weird drunk talk where people are like, you know, we're good friends because you're totally like this. And this is why we hang out all the time. And sometimes people just be playing video games and we'll be gabbing in the background. And it's like this three-hour thing of them talking like this, not even about the show. But then 301 was a best-of clip show. I was like, fuck this. I'm deleting this. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a minute. Listen. And it was the best riffs from the show's history. It's nonstop laughs start to finish if you've never heard you made it weird and you just want to hear the funny episode 301 but once a show gets on your hated list for the second time you should stop listening i don't have that it much self-esteem you, you 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 see you are a human being who has rights i don't have any i can't go see a doctor i'm not allowed to eat i'm not allowed to do anything i'm not even had to have meat and once you decide that you're the one who's telling i decide that, that the universe you did. can ignore it i can't even eat meat even if i like suddenly could eat meat and it tasted good i would then feel bad like i was getting cancer or i was somehow contributing to the demise of the world and by not eating meat i was you actually just need to stop listening to all of these shows I, but, okay uh jesse versus cancer 31 uh it's also on different list but it's on this one because he has a dick pic rant where he tells come on fellas stop sending the dick pics uh requested or unrequested women don't want them nobody wants them dicks are ugly dicks are useless there's no reason to have dicks and it's like this ultimate feminist propaganda rant which all it's probably true and factual but it's just kind of mean spirit and then it's like it's so it reeks of somebody who's again pandering to women which to me is i think is super insulting to the superior gender if you actually believe that which i, I do but i don't i don't treat them like children uh and then the dana gould hour most recent episodes also on there but the dick pic rant was just horrible because also people listening to jesse vs. cancer they're not out sending dick pics and we all know he hates his small dick and he, he talked about sending dick pics in the past it's like i don't need this lecture i don't send unsolicited dick pics to people i don't harass people i don't want to fucking hear it yeah uh i deleted a bunch of that have his and i'm never going back so i don't know where i stopped now okay well uh you want to get your also runners Yes, I have Accidental Tech Podcast 153 and 154. Defocus number 80, where they talk about, on 80, where they Pink talk leather. about Swordfish. Yes. And 81 Red Dirt, where they talk about Martian and Mad Max. I like them. Uh, TV Talk Machine 67, Dinosaur Ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flop House 196, where they break down the movie Aloha, which just really sounds. Drew Barrymore Cameron Crow should not be allowed oh, no, to make that a movie. One. Oh, yeah, it's that uh, Bradley Cooper and uh, yes. what's-her-face playing a half-Chinese girl, even though she's not. Yes, and the, this, what the plot is, Cameron Crow should not be allowed it to make like movies. like nuclear bombs or something? So, I know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Hello Internet, number 56, Guns, Germs, and Steel. Uh, Reconcilable Differences, number 18, It's Devastating. And TV, episode 135, The Expanse, season one, episode five to eight. Uh, so the Expanse get good? Should I keep watching it? I think it, it's okay. It's the probably the best sci-fi that's on TV right now, but it's the only sci-fi on TV. Did you watch period. Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. What'd you think? I'm angry. Really? At me? Yes. At, at the fact that it exists. I See, I, I the second half, meh. The first half, action-packed. The Kronos guy is a badass from the future. The, the, the bad guy coming you after You mean Doctor him. Who? Yeah, I know. It's totally Doctor Who for, for whiteies, uh, for, for uh, the good whiteies. Americans. It's a good whiteies, yeah. Um, it's not, you know, NTSC. It's not PAL. So it's like, I can't watch Doctor Who because it's PAL. But I, I don't care if it is Doctor Who. I think it's cool that it's going to be a different premise, different time period. I think they pulled it off for something I thought. I didn't want to watch this. I thought it was dog shit. I don't. 
don't care about your Legends of Tomorrow. I don't care it's about horrible. DC Comics. They should all feel shame. I don't think so. I th- I was the biggest hater on this. I wasn't going to watch it. It ruined Flash to fucking build it up. You know what? I enjoyed the shit out of it. And they're also going to do one where they go back to Jonah Hex in the 1800s. Then they're going to do one where they go into the future and they meet Old Man Green Arrow, possibly with one arm after Superman's cut it off with his laser eyes. They're going to do a bunch of cool fucking shit in this universe that I don't even like. But I'm excited about it, and I think they're going to do some, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, but I feel, I feel like there's going to be a bunch of filler episodes, especially the first season. And I think it's horrible, and they should all feel shame. All right, all right. Uh, and that's it for my contenders. Okay, I got, I got some. I got a few. Uh, Cinema Addicts Week 4, still holding up pretty strong. Uh, Anderson and his new co-host, Greg. After Disaster 319, uh, really good episode. J- Joe Rogan uh, experience 751, uh, pretty decent. That was him and uh, Doug Stanhope, and they're getting drunk off their ass. Uh, got a little rambly, but there were some interesting conversations in there. Uh, the whole week of Afterpod, starting with them calling me out on the Heather McDonald episode all the way up until this one I haven't heard yet, which is that new Gimlet show. I like that they're branching out and I support them. I, I, was, I was just giving them a hard time just because I know how hard it is to do a show regularly, not because they can't do it. I, just, I don't think unless you're getting money like Carol is, I don't know if anybody can. Uh, well, for a long time at least. Uh, let's see here. Uh, chewing it. Uh, Brittany Daniel returns. She's one of the Dublin twins. One of the tw- uh, chicks. She's a chick from uh, what's that? Fucking hey, movie? from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, well, you know her from there, but I know her from fucking uh, the Basketball Diaries. So make you fuck like Superman. She's the chick that gives him coke first. Which that fucking that traumatized my upbringing. Where it was like the whole. I was like, oh shit, I don't have sex with a girl. I'm gonna have to do cocaine first. When am I gonna get this cocaine? That uh, don't show kids those kind of movies too early. Uh, she was also in. In uh, Club Dread, and the first time she was on, and she's also been on like some BET show for like five or ten years, playing the same character. Some this is like a scripted show we've never seen, but it's like a like basically scripted version of like Basketball Wives or something like that. It's like some soapy drama thing. Uh, she came out and talked about her cancer. She never talked about it. How she fought it, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage three or four, and she lost all her hair, got really sick. Her sister and mom came and helped her, and she talks about it really in depth, and it's really beautiful. And then uh, Burt Cast 158, Jesse May Peluso, uh, maybe a relative of mine. Uh, he, he asked her how old she was and lost her virginity, and she gets into her rape story without. And, like he gets all heavy, but she's totally cool about it. I've never heard somebody so okay with talking about their rape without trying to make the conversation change to a different dynamic or without having this like weird nervous energy in the air. It was very interesting. Um, for crying out loud, progress reports, the most recent episode where they talk about the kids and update on everything. And then, uh, Lynette and Stephanie talk about the black labs matter hashtag that apparently producer Gary thought up that they put on Facebook with the first video of the kids getting the Christmas dog. And that's why maybe that video has disappeared from the show notes of that episode. You still find it on Facebook. Uh, maybe they've edited the tag, but it's not in the post anymore. And, uh, apparently they're not okay with the kids using the, the hashtag black labs matter. They don't think it's funny. And then Stephanie went a whole thing about white privilege, which then that bummed me out because I don't think she should be using it either. But the white privilege thing, I was like, yeah, I don't need to hear this. Okay, is that it? No, there's more. Um, let's see, Dana Gouldauer, happy, sad. So for the parts that weren't April Richardson ruining it, she was good in other parts, decent at least. And the Star Wars talk was okay in a few parts, except for the one part where the guy goes, yeah, the original Phantom Menace script was amazing. Legend has it that it's all dialogue. And it's like, yeah, that's what that movie needed, more boring scenes of people talking. He's like, and with racist um, yeah. rules of parliamentary space. He's like, he's like, just take out one action sequence, put more dialogue, it'll all make sense. And it's like, no, no, even if you made sense of it, the stuff they shot is fucking boring. Yep. Uh, you, it doesn't matter how you re-edit that shit. I think everybody's tried by now. Sketchy, 198. They skipped my episodes and did an episode on David Bowie and his animated work. Uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, Jake Fogelnest. 
And what would I know him from? Uh, he had oh, Squirt okay. on MTV. It was a six-episode MTV series when he was a teenager in the mid-'90s. And then uh, he did, had a drug problem. Then he was part of the original Upright Citizens Brigade uh, students. And then he also worked at the theater. And he says he directed a bunch of shows, and he basically ran the place. I don't know about that. Uh, but then uh, he had a podcast, The Falconess Files, for a few years. And now he's just a writer on Billy on the Street and a couple other things. Okay. I don't think I like him. I don't think I do either. And is that it? I think you may have given him crap on Twitter at some points. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so on to the top five then. Uh, my number fives, I've got two of them, both from the incomparable. Number 284, She Scullies Herself, where they talk about four or five old X-Files episodes. Hold on, Lax, dude. Let me tell you why this is problematic. I almost, I almost two- unsubscribed to this show because of that problematic. Why does he keep saying it? Nobody said this word two years ago. Nobody said it. No one said what? Problematic. Everything, the, the host on, was Snell on that show, yes, she's called herself, Snell. he was talking about why these, this is problematic, why is that's problematic, it's it's like code language used by PC police, just say there's a problem, or say, in today's well, world. Yeah, but you, I mean, you get used to corporate speak when you do things. But it's not even corporate speak, I feel like it's, it doesn't. Words take hold. I, it, I feel like that's more appropriate a term when it comes to mathematic equations or something than it is human interaction. You could just say, oh, in the 90s, they represented her this way. And today we kind of don't do that anymore. So in the par- in the parlance of today versus then, it, it doesn't really hold up, or it seems a little sexist. But that's not hard to say, or it seems a little racist. Well, yeah, but it's reflective but you, of the you time. just say it's problematic today, and that says everything no, that you but just even said. Even Corolla says problematic now too, but he's not saying it for the same reasons. He's just saying instead of problem, people are saying problematic. I feel like there's a there's times you could say problematic and you could say problem, but people just say problematic now, and it's driving me fucking insane. So what's the other show you're mentioning? I'm sorry. And uh, episode two eighty five, the uh, the answer is one elephant, which is comic book club. Where they're talking about comic books, I don't really like. So this is the one about Nova. Miss Marvel with the air, the fucking hajib, right? Yeah, and I don't know one other one. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I deleted I it. it because I hate the idea of that comic book. Um, so you're number five. Hey, did you know Peter Parker was Jewish? Uh, no, because he fucking wasn't. Because it doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. I just I, Muslims. Yeah, fuck you. Not all Muslims. Just but I know idea, Ben Grimm's Jewish. Don't force a Muslim superhero on me from a white character. Make up a new Muslim superhero. It doesn't have to be. We turned her from a white lady, and I, like that's like the ultimate Arab thing. It's like yeah, we're gonna come over to your land and uh, breed you out of existence. Okay, that's weird. Weird thing to have in your progressive comic. Uh, I know what they're trying to do, but it, it feels uh, pandering. My number five is Ace on the House: The Positive Side of Abrasive. Uh, this is where they announced that Ray and Eric Stromer are gonna get a weekly show in the Ace on the House feed. So there'll be two episodes a week: one with Adam and Ray, one with Ray and Eric. Which is cool because Eric always fills in when Adam's not there, and they prove to be some of the funniest episodes. Because well, if there was a way I could subscribe to the one without Corolla, I might like it. Uh, how dare you say anything bad about my hero? Uh, he talks too much shit about Ray. He's too mean to Ray. Ray deserves it. They did a live episode. I don't care. They did a live. Can't do it on air. I should put that on my also rants. They did a live episode the week before, and Ray's just on stage yelling shit and swear words, and it's like a it's a home improvement convention or something. And they actually have a like guest on. Ray's just like being obscene, and he doesn't even know what he's doing. Oh man. But it was hilarious, the awkwardness of it all. And that's tied with Jesse vs. Cancer 31. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So I don't know how it's a spoiler for human life. Uh, 100% cancer-free on the scans. Okay. He's not dying. So, like, I was so happy to hear that on the episode. I'm like, wow, man. I had a feeling he wasn't going to die. He did the treatment. He stuck through it. He still has to go with the surgery. They're going to pull out his sigmoid colon, uh, which is unfortunate. I don't know why they have to do that if there's no signs of it. I guess because the fear is going to come back. But 
don't know. I feel like I'd be the risky guy. Like, let's just leave the organ. We already killed it once. How, it, bone breaks. It's stronger. Organ lining is cancerous. Now it's non-cancerous. It's cancery strong. I don't know. But that, then at the end, he has to go on a whole dick pic rant where it's like, oh, man, you're like these beautiful human truths. And then you have to go to like this weird posturing position of, fellas, don't send out those dick pics anymore. It's like the idea of like you hearing yourself saying this on a recording, like even me talking about it makes me want to kill myself. The idea that you actually said it, I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah. Uh, and then also, now I feel like I'm going to get cancer if I don't already have it. But I'm going to be the podcaster who doesn't get cured and dies because I'm evil and I'm stupid and everybody hates me and I don't deserve to live. My number four, I've got two number fours. Uh, Roadwork number 18, Seized by the Demon. And then Roderick on the Line, 186, Electric Papers. Electric Papers didn't st- stand out to me at all. I, mean, I listened to it twice. I don't know why. Uh, I was in a bad headspace. I was feeling like I was going to get fired or terminated so nothing could stick. Uh, Reasonable Doubt, 28. Uh, what, what are they talking about? Do you remember? Uh, it was just, it was, uh, Mark Garagos got his first gag order of all time for talking shit about a case on the podcast. He wasn't even talking shit. He was just being honest. And he talks about getting a gag order and basically talked about all the stuff he's not allowed to talk about, even though he has a gag order. It was pretty fun. Okay. Uh, my number three is, uh, both by Ken Reed, uh, TV guidance counselor, number 129, Nick Lavalley and 130, Dan Savage. Was Dan Savage um, a completely insufferable cunt? I just, I liked some of the shit he talked about where realizing that everything people were complaining about gay culture, you know, 25 years ago, is what basically heterosexual people are doing now and they're all complaining about, like, sleeping around, weird shit. I don't know, I just liked it. I'm not inclined to like Dan Savage and I quite like this one. He hates pussy. The one time he admitted how grossed out he was, he almost lost all of his female support. And then he's really into dudes being degraded and feeling bad just like women as opposed to just nobody feeling bad for things they can't control. Hey, hit the gym, fatso. I'm Dan Savage. Okay, you're number three. Uh, Fat Man on Batman, 109, Matt Kennedy. Now, Fat Man on Batman is a fucking schizophrenic fucking podcast. I don't know what it is anymore. There's these one-on-one interviews with Kevin where Mark's not there, and sometimes Mark is there, and this time he wasn't. Then there's also these ones they film in front of the camera, they put on YouTube, which come out every other day. Then they sometimes compile those and put them together as a podcast, but it's hard to tell where it picks off or leaves off or what was recorded first or later. This was just an interview, so it's fine. It's removed from all that. Matt, imagine Kevin Smith doing something in an unorganized manner. Yeah, and being a cunt about it. Uh, Matt Kennedy runs some sort of art gallery locally that like remixes pop culture art, and he's been a big customer there for years. And he has him tell his life story and his journey, which ultimately becomes a code way of telling the truth, the secret history of the Joker. Apparently the kid who worked on the Batman comics with uh, Bill Finger and uh, the other fucking guy who stole every, all the credit, uh, who I don't remember now, which is probably fitting because he's a piece of shit. It turns out some kid uh, artist guy or writer guy came up with the Joker and his original design, and then he had handed it off to Bill Finger. So it was actually the real creator of Joker, some kid who never gets credit, uh, whose name we all know, but it's, I'm spacing it. He was like the boy uh, comic book artist. But the other part of this, he talks about all the different jobs he's had, and he was a distribution company, and he, he helped make the Gitz movie. And Kevin Smith has never heard the Gitz story. So he quickly tells him the story of Gitz and me as a potter being raped and murdered in my hometown. Uh, doesn't know the part about the rapist also being the same one that raped my mom's best friend and daughter when she was a child uh, three years prior. Uh, but it was really touching, and Kevin like, had this great reaction to it. I think he's going to check out the documentary. So that was really cool. And there was, a, there was a conversation about him meeting Jack Kirby in the early 90s, the famous Marvel comic books artist who never really got anything, and he went to go buy prints off him to resell them, and he ended up playing checkers with Kirby, who cheated uh, because they were gonna, the outcome was going to dictate the price of the piece. But it, Kirby still gave him the lower price, even though he cheated and won the game. Okay. 
Uh, my number two, Eureka Podcast, 149, Unprivileged Eye, and 150, uh, Twitter is where boobs go, with Brian Flanagan of Liar City Podcast, uh, which is a very good podcast you should listen to as well. Okay. Um, yeah, just always like the show. How are they doing? Seems to be going good. Weddings on track, I suppose. Ooh, things go fast in the Midwest, man. Yeah. They're going somewhere, I think, warm and beachy to get married. That's cool. Yeah. Which helps cut down on scumbag relatives. And then Craig's been losing weight. He's been going to the gym. Uh, I guess so, but then he apparently gained 10 pounds being over at uh, Jeremy's. Oh, what the fuck, man? What are you doing your bro? Yeah. I saw I saw this so, tweeted picture of him on the treadmill or the elliptical, and he was tweeting about uh, almost getting a certain amount of calories in an hour, and he's proud of himself. I was like, oh, good deal, man. Okay, so you're number two. Burtcast 157, Christopher Titus. Uh, Titus uh, talks about all the stuff he's talked about on Loveline over the years, including telling off Gail Berman and how he now... What, falling in a fire? No, not that part. Uh, he gets over that. He briefly touched... He says it, but he doesn't actually go into the story. But he talks about telling Gail Berman off in the meeting with her instead of just placating her and how his show would still be on the air. Uh, the Titus DVD box sets were going for $350 on Amazon and eBay. Last year over Christmas, this was this past holidays. So that's crazy. I still might have one if I have mine. I'm going to try to fucking sell that thing. I'll rip it and sell it. Um, does he still have a podcast? Yeah, still running. And uh, apparently his new girlfriend or wife, she was running a comedy club. So she was well-versed with the industry, I guess. But it's just a really cool conversation. So he's not dating his comedian Yeah, model? Bombshell, whatever. Yeah, Bombshell Ray. Oh, she okay. apparently ran a comedy club. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, but uh, he talked to uh, Burt Kreischer about you know how he doesn't really hang out with comedians. He doesn't know how comedians perceive him. And they got this really interesting thing where Burt's like, telling him how he's perceived from other comedians. And that, that's really weird that Titus sees himself as such an outsider. And then he talks about his specials and what he actually made money on and versus who ripped him off. And it really insider talk. But uh, if you've ever heard him on Love Line or anything else where you liked the stuff he was talking about, this is a continuation of those stories. Okay, and my number one, top scallop number seven, oatmeal and blood broccoli. Um, it's really not talking about Top Chef. It's just a really funny podcast yeah. that talks a little bit about Top Chef. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's just, whenever it's like the gross ingredients, it always throws me off. Cause it's like whenever I see it on the show, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't even look at this. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I haven't deleted it. I still have it. So I, I have that episode in my feed. I'll give it a go. And then your number one. Adam Kroll Show, 1747. Matt Besser returns. Talks about CISO briefly. Uh, it seems to be early in the morning, so Matt Besser still has tired voice. And I never heard him like this low-key and low-energy. So he's not that funny, but he's fun. He's in a fun spirit. And Adam actually watches this. Is Matt Besser ever funny? Adam watches special. And then I wrote a nice, kind thing because uh, Brian gets an improv for humans plug in at the end and tells him how much he loves improv for humans and how much you can learn from listening. And then I wrote to Matt and said, I know you hate guest suggestions, but Brian and Adam would kill on the show. And I got no reply. So I guess he has no interest in doing that. So it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'll go on Corolla and I'll promote my thing, but I'm, Corolla can't be on my show. And that's tied. Okay. That's tied with uh, the original Kings of Podcasting, season two, episode nine. Uh, they went out of their fucking minds. What's interesting about this one is I can't tell. Was this recorded and written before they got mad at you? Or was this a reaction to you and our show? And if it is a reaction to us, I like it less. But if this is something they had sitting in the can, so for some reason I like it more. So I'd rather it not be connected to me or you in any way. Uh, it's uh, titled The Goat. Dr. Larry Heller goes in search of the greatest podcast of all time. It's just 23 minutes. It's uh, one of their fun with audio things. There's some backwards audio in there. I almost went through and replayed it, but I just don't have the free time to fucking put your podcast in Audacity and flip it, reverse it. Let me put my thing down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, though. Amazing. They're back to true form. I don't know if... Part of me, if it was you that made them get good again, I'm kind of happy, but I'd rather just be original content. 
Okay. You, you uh, should listen to this, Lex, dude. You should listen. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. Don't be a dick. Don't say I quit them forever. They gave you way too much for you to quit off one thing. I'm telling you, when you hear this, you're going to be like, oh, oh, this is... No, it's not one thing. I know. I, they did a flash on you. They did a shitty first half of the season. But And I had, there's one more episode out that's longer that has another interesting theme on it, but I haven't listened yet because I thought then that way I could talk about it next week and extend talking about it like they want so badly. And with this episode being so great, I listened to it three times and I listened to it again today just to see if it held up it is that good it's super inspired tons of fucking production work uh it feels like that canadian show you love so much a little bit uh not maybe this is that is that one it's the one that has a lot of production work to it yeah it would be this is that the fake news show it has a little bit of that in there and then a little bit of like maybe like a pbs like in search of uh yeah it's it's uh please please listen to it please don't uh, placate me like the flash and everything else in the world okay don't forget we are a listener supported show are you in a rush what's up well Coming up to time. All right. Well, I had a recipe for you. I want to give you. Okay. I. Uh, what? Uh, I was gonna throw it. In, I was gonna throw it in when I in your box. Uh, yeah, I was gonna put this bottle in your box. Uh, the Back Bay Pizza. I loved growing up in Redmond or Kirkland, Washington. It was it was basically technically Bridal Trails, right by where the Rose Hill Junior High is and the Blockbuster. There was a place called Boston Pizza, and they had this recipe called the Back Bay. Now I've been eating at home because you fucking try to force me to, and everybody else does. So I've been trying to make stuff here, and it's impossible. But. I've been buying this pre-made pizza crust. Not great. And that's where this is lacking. It doesn't have the taste. So you make your own crust, whatever crust you like the best. That's probably fine. The original crust it had, it was kind of a golden brown, just a smooth, round rim. So it was like a, it was like a regular pizza crust, but just like a perfect rim. Had a little bit of an earthy. Was there cornmeal baked into it? No. It had a little bit of an earthy taste to it. So it tasted almost like dirt, but it wasn't a wheat crust. It was white. Well, that just means it's a long raise, so they're probably... Um, 20, 12 to 24 hours in the fridge. Gotcha. So it had that, that taste to it. And then it's like a small, thin little perimeter rim of crust. It was perfectly uniform all the way around. And when you, you bite into it, you actually like the crust because it had this nice, like, extra flavor to it. But that Okay, so that means it's got a... It's a look for ones that have a high amount of olive oil in them, then. I've tried... Like a cup of olive oil, half a cup of olive I oil. I tried that, and it was a little too olivey. So it wasn't an olive taste. It was really like this... It was almost like... It's like a... It's like a breadier than bread taste. Like you're eating pure bread, but in like this weird way where it doesn't feel like you're eating like Wonder Bread or some doughy crust that's just garbage. It was actually compelling to eat it. But that's only about 10% of the flavor I found out. The real flavor was in the barbecue sauce, which was a custom sauce that they made. I'm never putting fucking barbecue sauce on a pizza. Okay, I understand that. I understand you object. They made it through a food distributor out of Washington State, which I can't get to sell me any of the sauce. It was 30 bucks for a gallon, and they won't uh, release it to me. It's food service distributors out of Washington. But there's a sauce here that's only sold in Texas, of course, so as soon as I move, I'm fucked. And it's sold H-E-B stores, and it's called Honeybee Sauce. I'll have to find the manufacturer. They sell on Amazon for 6 bucks a bottle. I was going to throw some in for you. You combine that 50-50 of this sauce with uh, Sweet Baby Ray's Honey Barbecue Sauce. Maybe a little heavier on this one. It's a little thinner. You combine them together, they taste almost 99% exactly the same as the sauce I loved. And then all you do is you combine half shredded mozzarella, half provolone. Feel free just to tear it up from some slices, whatever you're going to do. Uh, on the pizza, and then you put uh, cilantro and sliced pineapple. And it's, it's, it sounds disgusting. It, somehow the cilantro, the pineapple, the barbecue sauce, and the provolone with the mozzarella combine to be this perfect flavor where it doesn't taste like any other barbecue pizza. It's not a barbecue chicken pizza. It's this perfect, unique combination of ingredients. And the top of this pizza tastes 100% like the back bay. I'm so fucking proud of myself. I don't know how it happened. And I didn't even buy the sauce. I got the sauce as a gift because I, I thought it was impossible. And then somebody went to the store and bought me two sauces and go, try these. And I put them together, and I was like, what? How, how could it be the first two I tried? But of course, one's a local sauce you can only get here. 
I think I would sooner put ranch dressing on it. That's fucking that's that's disgusting. There was a place called Toppers. It's a na- it's a national chain now, and they do a lot of that stuff where they do like ranch dressing pizza. Like if you look up the Toppers pizza menu, you'll vomit. I used to walk in there and I'd be like, I don't know if I'm I have my stomach strong enough to even just order a cheese pizza right now. Looking at some of these options, but I would think try a now. Do you want a cracker like crust? It's somewhere in between. It's more New York style, so it's more of a New York style crust. Is what I want. Um, I would just have you. I have, have, I have you a made pizza stone, a, a cornmeal in, yeah. uh, like a raise in the fridge overnight. Yeah, twelve hours. I've, I've tried making my own dough a couple times. It's, it's been mixed results, but I, I don't. The cornmeal is too cornmealy for me. It feels too much like Chicago pizza. This is more of a. But it's so good. I, we'll take the cornmeal out, and uh, I, I feel like it's a, it's a specific out. taste. If you want a square cut pizza without corners, go with the cornmeal. Uh, you know, if you want to go to, uh, you, you'd love is Barnaby's in Chicago. That's the chain you would love. They make a thin crust, super cornmeal pizza, super thin. Well, I take the uh, thick crust dough and roll it out really thin. I know, thin. you told me you, you make smaller portions out of, or you make a big, thinner portions out of smaller amounts of dough. Yes, and that's very good. I also have a, an instant dough, like instant being a half hour or 20 minutes, no raise. I found this banana pizza recipe because there was an episode of Doug I watched as a kid where he's at home ec and he's making pizza with patty mayonnaise. And then I think Roger Klotz fucks him up and he trips or somebody trips and they fall and all these bananas fall on the pizza and it's ruined. But then they all eat the pizza and it's delicious. And on uh, 6 com, some woman's food blog and photography, she has a banana pizza recipe and it looks delicious. Apparently you put them in cinnamon sugar and it's like a pineapple pizza, not a dessert pizza. You put it on top of tomato sauce and cheese. Okay, don't forget we are a listener-supported show. You can reach us at PodGods, podgods at gml.com, and on Facebook, and that's PodGods with a Z. You can also help fund this show or Geo in general at patreon.com slash Giovanni, and don't forget to hit up the Amazon affiliate links. It's time to put the Crown Royal sack back on the microphone. Yeah, nobody's been using the Amazon. we got to promote that more. Uh, it's really helpful when people do. Somebody just gave me 25 bucks on PayPal uh, for Classic Loveline. Uh, his name's Jeff Fox. I was like, oh, cool, Jeff from uh, Kroll and Allison. It's like, no, he's out of Wisconsin. So I was like, oh, that Jeff probably doesn't like me. But this Jeff liked me, and it was really nice and touching. He's like, I used to listen to this station, and the show meant so much to me, and thanks for putting Classic Loveline out. And uh, I was able to eat lunch today because he sent me 25 bucks. I got like twenty three ninety. Pretty sweet. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. The show about podcasts. Coming up in your mom's ass. It's a show about podcasts. Getting high on crock rats.